afternoon, this is Dr. Charles Benz speaking, and this is Healing Trends with Dr. Benz. And every week we bring you a topic that we hope will be interesting and relevant because it's based on new science that's been emerging almost every day now because everything is advancing so quickly. And today I have with me in the studio John Barson, the editor and top researcher for uh, Total Health Magazine. John's been with me for several weeks now, and uh, we have a couple of topics that he and I are both really interested in. The first one that we're going to talk about will be uh, anti-aging, the hype versus the reality. And so, John, welcome to the uh, program today, and uh, what's your opening salvo on uh, this anti-aging topic? It's not too late. <laughs> it's, not, it's never too late. I like that. That's good. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I do think that uh, aging is 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 a, is, a, is a big topic, but it, it, we typically uh, don't really think about aging and how we're aging until we're until we're aging. <laughs> so I, I like what we were talking about earlier as we were getting ready for the show. You're uh, saying like you know, um, when you're in your sixties and seventies. Yes, there's still things you can do to improve the quality of life, but boy, oh boy, if you want to leverage that, it's much smarter to start earlier. Yeah, I think a really good uh, point about that is um, women and breast cancer. Uh, women start to think about breast cancer in their 40s and 50s. My advice to most young women is when you're 30 years old, you should be getting your first thermography and you should be checking your vitamin D3 levels because that's when cancer starts. And so if you don't do some of the things that you can do early on in your life, then thinking about it later when you've had all these mammograms which are cancer causing because it's all radiation and not paying attention to your vitamin D3 levels, now you've kind of gotten 20 or 30 years of cellular deterioration under your belt and now you're thinking about breast cancer because some of your, your, your peers and colleagues are getting it. And it's just too late. So that's, that's one example where um, the earlier we can get people to pay attention to their health, the better it's going to be in terms of preventing health because early detection, early movement uh, towards a better diet and detoxifying, these are all things that are gonna help us with the aging process. And so think about it sooner rather than later. Uh, that, that would be my message. Well, that's a good one. And it also um, reminds me of the studies I've seen on uh, vitamin uh, D for men as well, that uh, if you have a high level, if you can get your uh, blood level up to uh, around 70 or even higher uh, nanograms per milliliter, then it also reduces, well, breast cancer, it was over 70%, colon cancer is over 70%, and uh, prostate cancer is over 70% with high D3 levels. And these are published studies. It's, it's amazing, and, and it's such an easy thing to do. Yeah, and, you know, there, there is a lot of great research being done on this anti-aging topic. And I remember early on, People were saying, well, we got this test now. We can test how long our telomeres are. And the telomeres, of course, are those, you know, uh, those little squiggly things with the, with, the, with the little tips on the end 
that indicate uh, how long you're going to live. And uh, with everything you do during your life, whether it's stress-related or toxin-related or nutrition-related, if you do bad things, then these telomeres, they get shorter and shorter. And so when we get to be 80 and 90, people say, oh, well, that's a great old age. You know, let's, 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 uh, let's be uh, thankful that we've made it that long. And, and, and that's true to some extent. But in reality, we, we really, most of us have enough telomeres to go for 120 years. And so if you're using the telomere test, you better start early um, and get that test done so that you, uh, you know how much you have and then you can gradually see how it's deteriorating and start to take some steps to try to get rid of those problems that you have that are uh, exacerbating your, your ability to, to, to reach that optimal age. So th this is one of the problems. And, and then we had a new one come up recently. It's an AI platform that Joseph Pizzorno developed where they use uh, a questionnaire, blood test, and a genetic test. And they will tell you how likely you are to have a chronic disease in the next five or 10 years. And that's a great uh, aging uh, analysis too. And I think you have a technology, uh, your heart rate variability study, which also gives you an indication. And I think that's where your story came from. It, yeah, it is. That's that's. I got involved in that back in two thousand, about two thousand and eight, when I learned. And we're going to talk about the exercise in the next segment. But uh, yeah, that's when I learned that I was aging much faster than I thought I was. I thought I was in. I thought I was in great shape. But I want to talk a bit about Pizzerno for a second. Um, the the one of the uh, interesting things about his platform is uh, he has this tremendous database of. Uh, 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 a geographic database of pesticides and toxins in the environment uh, um, border to border and that is such uh, an important thing for people to think about is what they're exposed to. I was reading this morning about uh, PVC pipes. Now PVC pipes are everywhere. They're in every home they're there i mean that's what they use for for plumbing and they have for quite a long time now well they start to break down and when they start to break down uh, they excrete toxins and we're exposed to those in our drinking water we're exposed to glyphosate uh, they've tested uh, tons of people and they found that over 93 percent of people um, are uh, contaminated with glyphosate in their blood system in their bodies um, other pesticides um, it, it's just this massive exposure to environmental toxins um, that has a huge impact on us, on our aging. Dr. Pizzorno would say that toxins are probably the biggest thing in, in terms of chronic illness and premature death. And it, he's kind of the worldwide expert on that topic. And so I, I, I would agree with you 100%. And the fact that you can dial into the EPA uh, whenever you put your zip code in, you automatically get all the toxins that are in the water and the air in that zip code. And so that gives you a pretty good baseline of what your toxic exposure is. And uh, later on, we're going to talk about exercise in another segment. And one of the things I'm going to say to people is, if you're exercising in an urban area, then you're probably doing more harm than good to your body because the air is so terrible in every urban area in the world 
that, you know, it's like you're inhaling uh, half a uh, pack of cigarettes every day. And because there's a new study out from uh, the World Health Organization that just says there's just no urban areas that have healthy air. And so this, this is really a problem. And so that, that will be a, a reality checkup when we talk about the sports and exercise side of this too. But you're absolutely right. I mean, toxins are something people have to think about and people don't think about it enough. And the fact that there's more toxins inside most, most, most people's environments than there is outside. And so the inside air is just as bad as the outside air, if not worse. Well, not just, yeah, the air, the, uh, your furniture, your mattress, uh, if, if it's got flame retardants, your, your sofa has probably got flame retardants, your clothes. Uh, I, was, I was investigating um, it on clothing and uh, like all these really uh, expensive like Arcturks and um, uh, North Face and these expensive all-weather waterproof um, clothing, they're, they're all chemical saturated. And those, those things seep out of, the, out of those fibers all the time. Yes. Yes, so we're constantly exposed. I think that's one of the things that I've been working on for all these years now, trying to get people to understand that if we looked at things more in terms of cellular deterioration, in fact, I've got a new program I'm developing called uh, Gradual uh, Advancing Cellular Deter Deterioration. You know, in my model, I have six levels of cellular deterioration. Cells get stressed and then weakened and then challenged. And then eventually they become dysfunctional and mutated and diseased. And, and so one of the things that I would put into these, this equation is, here's, there's 12 things that people aren't looking at as they age. And, and, and this is peculiar because all these anti-aging things are looking at some magic bullet. You know, like telomeres, that'll be it. Or this AI platform, that'll be it. Or there's another one from True Diagnostics called uh, DNA methylation, where you're getting your epigenetic cellular evaluation. I think some of these things that I'm going to mention are even earlier than the epigenetic cellular deterioration, like fibrosis. I mean... I don't really know whether there's any great test for fibrosis. I know we use the Galactin-3 test, and it measures fibrosis related to cancer and heart disease. But no doctors that I know of, other than the functional medicine ones that are really advanced, are using the Galactin-3 test. And we know fibrosis is one of those beginning stages of cellular deterioration. And if, if you don't attack it when it begins, then by the time it advances and gets to, it, uh, to, to the point where cells are becoming mutated, it's too late. You really can't do anything. So that's just one example. I mean, we've got plaque development. We've got the decline of the liver function. We've got small capillary stiffness. Um, then we've got excessive buildup in dead cells. Dead cells are accumulating all the time. If you don't get rid of them effectively, this is a real problem. People become less flexible when they're older. Uh, we have DNA damage, this thing you're talking about with toxins. You can measure that in your urine with the 8-OHGD test. And that's the accumulation of all kinds of toxins, whether they're chemicals or whether they're radiation. And people don't drink enough. Hydrate, dehydration is one of the biggest problems. And it's really hard to figure that out on a lot of tests. Um, now, you know, there is blood thinness and, and uh, there is other things that can, can kind of point to that. What about, uh, if I may ask you about that while you're on that topic, what about uh, 
just um, the color of your urine? You know, it does vary. Uh, once you take a vitamin B pill, you'll, you'll have a different color. You'll, you'll have more urine. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> Don't run to the doctor. If you eat some asparagus, you're going to have some nasty smelling urine. Um, so there are things that you can do that and test that way. But I think, I think this particular 8-OHCD test is one of the most amazing tests. Most of the doctors that I mention it to have never heard of it before. And this, this is one that, was, that Joe Pizzorno really emphasized in his book as being one of the only tests that could really measure the overall accumulative toxic DNA damage that's being done in your body to these pesticides and, and the radiation. And so, you know, I, I would encourage everybody to include that kind of test and the Galactin-3 test. I mean, we have a whole panel of these kinds of tests. We use them in our cancer test. We use them in our cardiovascular test. We use them in our immune test. There's lots of tests that we use where we, we put these particular early cellular warning uh, evaluation tools right in there so that people can say, oh, look, uh, I've got advancing uh, fibrosis. Uh, so I'm going to take the, uh, the pectisol, which is a, uh, an, a, an extract from a grapefruit seed dip, uh, pill or a shell, and I'm going to take that and I'll get to lower my galactin-3 levels. And so you're actually destroying that fibrosis. You're actually breaking it down and allowing the body to reassimilate in, into a more normal cell. And so we have answers to these problems, but too many doctors really don't know about it. And I just mentioned a headline today. Uh, Bill Clinton was on uh, CBS talking about... Um, the uh, Secretary of State that, that passed away, Madeline, and uh, he said he talked to her a couple of weeks ago, and she said, "Oh well," she says, "I'm doing the best I can do. I have a really good doctor," and I, my thought was, uh, "Well, he's not good enough, or else you wouldn't have died," because there are cancer patients and doctors out there that are resolving the kind of cancer she had, and so this is the problem. People have a lot too, too much confidence, actually in their doctors who don't know about these early tests and don't know that they could have been getting these years ahead of time and avoided a lot of these disease effects. About 90% of cancer could be avoided if people just did these early tests. Yes, but I think 90% of those doctors are using allopathic medicine and sticking to the pharmacological model as opposed to looking at what we talk about, which is uh, functional medicine, diet, and um, supplementation, and detoxification, and treating the whole body rather than just looking at it one one organ at a time. Body. Well, the other thing that well, he chronic said, inflammation, it, sorry, chronic inflammation is is it has a huge influence on on fibrosis, and um, I think most people have chronic inflammation. Yes, but they, we do get that. We do sometimes they do include the C-reactive protein test. And that's a good one to, to make sure that you're getting that. But in, 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 in the other instance where uh, President Clinton was talking about his wife, they said, well, how's your wife doing? She's got COVID. Well, she was fully vaccinated, all right? And she's got a strong enough case of, of, uh, of, of uh, viral infection that she's not recovering as well as he would like her to. And again, fully vaccinated, best doctors in the world. And they just really don't know what to do. 
and this highlights a case that also came through the uh, the science uh, news uh, articles last last night. A woman has had COVID for two years. Long she's a long hauler, and she's gone to a dozen doctors, and she's taking certain supplements, but not the right ones and the right doses. And she can't get this this long haul COVID uh, resolved. And that's just because they don't know enough about viruses and they're not willing to listen to the functional medicine protocols that are out there. And so these people's stories keep coming out and these are all just unfortunate uh, situations where the medical profession just is out of date and not really aware of what you can do on a cellular basis to prevent these diseases and treat them more effectively when they do happen. Right. I couldn't agree more. So uh, one of the things that I added to this list was the, um, the efficient cell replacement process. I, I learned something the other day when I was working on this cardiovascular uh, study that I've been uh, uh, writing an article on, and you're going to do a great job publishing that article, and I hope people get a chance to read it, pay attention to it. But I knew that the body had this cell replacement process where uh, periodically, uh, soft cells get r repaired and replaced sooner. Uh, the more dense cells, like bone cells, get replaced uh, on a, a less regular basis, like months and months and months later. But I thought that we had like two or three weeks in order for this cell replacement process to happen. But apparently what happens is the checkpoints when, when in this cell replacement process, the checkpoints kind of look at the, 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 the places where the cell is being transferred into a new cell, and they look at whether it's developing properly or not. And if it's not, they say, well, okay, wait a minute, hold the, hold the press. We're gonna, we're gonna wait, and we're gonna go looking for the right nutrients and the right things that the body needs to replace this cell with a great cell, with a new great cell. It can wait months for that. In other words, your cells are sitting in limbo. <laughs> Some of the cells around you may be being replaced, but some of the cells are waiting weeks and months at a time for the right things to show up so that the process can go forward. That's how diligent this process is. Now, finally, it gets frustrated and it says, okay, uh, we'll do the best we can. We'll, do, we'll slap on a kind of quick repair here and we'll move on to the next checkpoint. And then finally, that cell eventually ends up being replaced, but maybe not with a really quality cell. And that's, that's one of the things that I would like to alert people to, is that if you pay attention to the cell replacement process and give the cells everything they need to be replaced properly, those cells will, will become happier and they'll move forward and they'll, your skin will look better, you'll have more vitality, um, I mean, there's a lot of indicators, and I'd like to go over those eventually so that people can understand what, what does this cell replacement process look like in terms of how it manifests in the body that you actually end up with as you age. Yes, and we're aging faster and faster. Um, you look at the statistics, life expectancy in the U.S. declined by a year and a half in 2020, and that's the largest drop since World War II. Yeah. And that's in 2020. So I can't, I, 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 I can't wait to see what the uh, stats are going to be for 2021 and 2022 now with, with what's been happening. 
Yes, and and uh, these are trends that were already developing. COVID made it worse. COVID kind of uh, accelerated this whole aging process of our cells um, because it put another challenge uh, in the system. And so when I look at this whole gradual advancing cellular deterioration, I ask about things like uh, lung fibrosis. Okay, big study, just this, uh, just again, last night on cell fibrosis. And going back to that whole discussion on air pollution and exercise, I think a lot of this advancing cell fibrosis is because of the air pollution from people who are exercising outside. You have a lot of people with uh, kidney stones. How, how do you identify whether you're going to have a kidney stone or not? And, 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 and how do you get rid of them when you do have them, other than through some operation or some drastic procedure? And collagen, you know, when you look at people at the same age and you see that some of them are wrinkled beyond compare, have no collagen left, have no vitality in their skin, then you've got to say, yeah, okay, some signs it's sun damage, but in a lot of cases, it's because people aren't eating the right foods. And, and aren't able to develop enough collagen, which is really a vitamin C-related exercise. So if you're low in your vitamin C, then you're going to be low in your collagen, and that's going to show up in skin damage, which eventually can show up in skin cancer. And so there's signs of it all the time. I mean, you probably can think of some yourself from, from your own experience. As I've aged, I've experienced a lot of these things. So this is like a personal uh, autobiography for me. Of, of health because right. <laughs> every time I experience one of these things, I go, oops, I wish I'd have known about that sooner. <laughs> well, what I like about you is when you notice those things, you, you do a deep dive into the research and I get an article out of it. <laughs> and you're 15 years younger than me. And so you, you get the benefit. And that's what I'm hoping all my kids and all the people I know that are younger than me will do. They'll say, wait a minute, this old guy is learning this stuff. He wishes he knew sooner. He knows it now. We, we get to know it. And so maybe we'll take advantage. And that's what this radio show is all about. We're trying to give this, the people, this knowledge to these people so that they can advance. And isn't it interesting that we talked about toxins before, and the liver is the main detoxification agent, right? But up to 70% of the liver can be totally cancer or, dis or, or, or dysfunctional. And the liver can keep functioning and not produce any liver enzymes. And then all of a sudden, uh, they get liver enzymes and, they, and the doctor says, oh, we should do some biopsies and check this out. And they check it out. And sometimes there's seven, eight, nine out of 10 biopsies come out with cancer. And the patient says, well, how'd that happen? Because the body is adaptive. The body has a thing called homeostasis, where it really tries as hard as it can to keep functioning even though certain things are deteriorate. And this is a classic case where the liver can deteriorate to the point of about 70% of the cells not functioning properly. Well, by then, it's really difficult to get those cells to come back to any kind of normal function. And so what you should be doing is making sure you're taking enough vitamin E because vitamin E is one of the things that can help repair that damage in the liver and make sure that it's functioning as effectively as it can. And so these are the things that functional medicine can tell people and give them the advice they need to help the aging process kind of one organ at a time or, or you know, one system at a time. 
Now that's one of the, uh, the things that we measure with the body health analyzer is homeostasis. Um, I, I actually, I, I tested a woman at uh, a health conference in Las Vegas a few years ago and uh, with the system and it was early in the morning and she was setting up for the show and I was setting up for my interviews with the camera and all that set up. And I said, hey, would you like any, mind if I test you with the body health analyzer? And she says, uh, sure, not, sure. So she sat down and, and uh, I ran a test on her and I thought, oh, there's something wrong with the system. Like the, her score was really bad. And uh, I thought, no, that can't be right. And, and I said, I was, I was like, I, I said, this can't be right. And she said, no, actually, uh, um, she's in stage four cancer. And yeah, I mean, these are these are things you can measure. I mean, it, not not just aging speed with the body health analyzer, but you, it assesses your health state and uh, and your trends, and and it can help identify things that are going wrong long before you can feel so them. So we have the body health analyzer. We have the Joe Pizzorno AI platform. We've got the blood test that we've been using uh, for the last several years now, trying to get these early uh, uh, early. Uh, identification of cell uh, deterioration. And so these are things that if, if, if people did more of these, if they paid more attention to these things, then they wouldn't end up with an, an, an aging body. I think, I think people like to think about it and read about it, but I don't think people are as active doing something about it. And so if, if for instance, um, you're an athlete and, and you're doing a lot of exercise and you're eating a lot of protein because you know uh, there's this myth out there that uh, you have to have a certain amount of protein in order to develop this muscle and keep it healthy, which uh, I, I can understand how that happened or how it got perpetrated through the years. But one of the things you can end up with is I, I had a couple of really, really top athletes doing two or three hours exercise every day and they were ending up with with kidney problems and with uh, they were they were pre-diabetic and i thought how in the, how in the heck is that happening these these people are in great shape and and yet they were eating too much protein especially the guy was eating too much protein his creatine levels were too high and i said well you just got to get off of the protein uh, and give your kidneys a little bit of a break so that they they can really function and he did that for a month or two and his kidneys went back to normal. And then from the diabetic point of view, the doctor said, I don't understand it. You exercise all the time. You shouldn't be pre-diabetic. The problem was when you exercise, you need more magnesium because magnesium is the transport agent that actually takes the glucose and the oxygen into the cell to make energy. Well, if you don't have enough magnesium in your body to do that, then you're going to end up having a lot of that food and that sugar and carbohydrates circulating in your body causing damage and you're going to end up with a high glucose level and this is going to make it look like you're pre-diabetic. All they had to do was increase your, their magnesium intake from the vegetables and say 400 milligrams of magnesium that they were taking up to 1,000 or 2,000 millimeters of magnesium and bingo, their pre-diabetes went away. So fortunately, they, they have me there to say, uh, wait a minute, your doctor said what? Okay, then you want to try this because the doctor didn't get it, right? Right. And so, uh, but you, I can't do that for a lot of people. And that's why we, these magazine articles that you and I publish, they're able to spread the word out to, to more people. 
And so they can, they can get all these secrets, so to speak. These aren't really secrets. These are things the body's known all along. And uh, we, we just have to share this knowledge a bit more intelligently. And we have to encourage people to look for a functional medicine doctor. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and they're not all great either, by the way. They're all, they're, they're, some of them are better than others. And so that's one of the problems is that... Uh, you, well, shop, yeah, shop around, do, do research. Don't, just because the guy or woman's wearing a white jacket <laughs> um, doesn't mean they're knowledgeable. We, we, have to do, we have to do some of our own research. I know that the, the trend in the media, major media, is to uh, convince people never to do their own research on the Internet because, you know, it's all misinformation. But there's great information out there. But you have to, you have to make sure, you have to vet it. You have to uh, see um, where that information is supported. Uh, if, if, if it's a one-off, it may not be accurate. So do some research. <laughs> this is a, a, a new case came up a couple of days ago where um, a, a lady responded to our article on uh, COVID and uh, long haulers and, and how to repair. And uh, she emailed me and said, uh, my son is 24. He, uh, he's, a, he's a competitive uh, cyclist. He eats terrible. And uh, he, he uh, got the vaccination. And uh, now he's got myocarditis. And uh, he's going to the cardiologist today. And the problem is, she said, I could tell him all the things that were in your article that he should be doing. But my husband has a couple of medical doctors in his family. And they're going to say, well, what does the medical doctor say? Because, you know, they're God. And so we want to make sure that he gets the best advice. And so this is what this is a split family. We've now got split families where the woman is more natural and holistic. And the man, in too many cases, is either conservative and or has somebody in their family that's, that's been a medical doctor and thinks they, they have all the answers. So this, this couple needs to go into counseling. Uh, we, we have a new category of counseling here, health, uh, health and, and, and medicine counseling. But she's going to have a hard time getting these two guys, the young guy and, and the husband, to agree and until they get to the point where um, he's not doing as well as he thought he was going to do under the doctor's care. And that's when, when, when I end up talking to them and end up helping them uh, once they experience the dysfunction of the. But isn't that the, isn't that the case so often, Charles? Yes. Yes. You, you hear that? Uh, I hear that all the time with chronic, with serious chronic illness and cancer. Uh, they, when they, when the doctors finally just bring their hands and say, there's nothing we can do, you know, it's, there's nothing more we can do. And then that's when so many people start looking outside the allopathic medical system. And fortunately, um, a lot of them find a lot more success outside of the allopathic medical system. Oh yeah. Well, there's always, you know, it's interesting. There's, there's more movement from allopathic to functional than the other way. There's, there's never any the other way. And it's kind of like the same situation that happened in Eastern Germany and Eastern Berlin. All the people that were trying to get out of Eastern Berlin to Western Berlin, and then we, we noticed that nobody was trying to get out of Western Berlin into Eastern Berlin. <laughs> and so it's kind of the analogy is, is, is very similar. No one wants to leave a sinking ship. Uh, you know, everybody wants to get onto the floating ship, the one that's really got the answers. And so... 
hopefully we've provided some answers today uh, so that, that people can at least understand that aging is more than just an interesting topic. Um, yes, it's okay to look for these different solutions like the, uh, the DNA methylation process, but if, if you start early enough and start to look at, at the early stages of cellular deterioration and start to address them one by one as they happen or as you learn about them and want to want to practice total prevention, that's when you're going to get the anti-aging thing to kick in. This is, this is not about any magic formula of buy this supplement and you'll, you'll change all your aging cells into non-aging cells. Uh, I just don't think that's the reality of today. So we want to get the, the hype kind of pushed back a little bit and let the reality be a little earlier identification of what your cells are going through right now. And you know, the easiest thing to do, John, is stay away from toxins and stay away from stress and eat as many vegetables as you can, eat as healthy as you can. It's so simple. And yet um, a lot of people can't can't grasp the fact that it's just that simple. And then there's a half a dozen supplements that people need to take. And, and this can even be done based on your, your, your testing. You can actually test to see exactly what the status of your vitamins and minerals are in your body. For goodness sakes, get the test early on and find out what your deficiencies are. The earlier you, you, you address them, the better anti-aging program you're gonna have. Absolutely. So I got to say thank you to our sponsors today. Um, one of our sponsors is DHA Labs, and uh, they're a company I've been working with for several years now that develops all these advanced tests where we can find out what your cells are doing five to ten years before they start to become diseased. So we can see these cellular insults and this deterioration process early on. And so we, now we have wellness tests, we have an immune test, we have a couple of brain tests, we have a cardiovascular test. And so people can find out through these tests well, whether their cells are deteriorating and uh, how they can actually be put back into a more uh, functional, uh, high quality replacement process. Um, the other, one of our other sponsors is um, SunTrust Financial. SunTrust Financial Planning is a company I've been working with for about 20 years now. And it was interesting because the father uh, came to me for this uh, for some health reasons. And then the son said, hey, what are you up to over there, Dad? And so now I've been working with the son for about 20 years. And uh, he's helped all his clients to figure out how to get this early cellular thing uh, identified. Because yes, you can invest your money and, and, and make some good return on investment. But if you don't have your health, you really don't have anything. And he figured that out really, really early. And so he spent not as same amount of time on health as he do on, on the wealth development, but more than most financial uh, planners do. And um, the, third, the, the third sponsor I'd like to mention today is Paddock Pools. Paddock Pools is, is very interesting because they have a vacuum extractor that actually takes out the chlorine gas, about 95% of it, so that swimmers have a chance to actually breathe really good oxygenated air while they're swimming. And you know, we mentioned earlier in the program that 
uh, when you're running in an urban community and you're running uh, with all this air pollution, then that really doesn't help your exercise. What's well, the same thing with swimming? If you're swimming to try to get exercise and yet you're inhaling this chlorine gas, this is not going to be a quality exercise workout for you. And so Paddock Pools is really the company that is the expert in this area. And so if you don't already have a pool in your community that uses this vacuum extractor, you should look into getting one because this is going to help your swimming workouts really make a big difference. And this is something people do from age two to 80. And, and finally, MPB Health is a medical cost sharing company. And medical cost sharing is an alternative to medical insurance. And it's a good alternative because if you practice the wellness things that, that they follow in our programs and in others that they've promoted, then you can actually get a reduction in your health insurance by about 30 to 50%. You get all the same benefits, except that you're, you're in a collective here where you're going to pay based on how many actual health costs the group can, uh, actually has to pay for. Whereas the health insurance is trying to get you to pay ahead of time. And then do they refund you at the end when you haven't, uh, when, when you haven't spent your money? No, they don't. And so uh, they're, they're cutting down your administrative costs. They're making sure that you're getting all the benefits that you need, but they're also trying to practice wellness. And so MPB Health, you can go online, you can look at their videos, and then you can see if this is something that works well for you. It's great for individuals. It's great for small groups. So those are our sponsors. We really thank them for what they do and for the opportunity to present this information. And we thank our listeners for tuning in. And we hope you enjoyed the show today about aging and how to address it sooner rather than later. Um, and we really appreciate your, your support. And thanks very much for John Barson for being here today. John, we'll see you next time then.